Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Marina Zenovich is our very special guest and, uh, and she is the Emmy Award winner uh, behind the, the docuseries on D.B. Cooper and uh, just uh, what, a, what a story that kind of never goes away but uh, she has put it together as well as anybody over the years, I think the best, over, uh, over anyone that has tried to tell this story. D.B. Cooper, where are you? And uh, again, Emmy winner uh, uh, M- Marina Zenovich is our very special guest. How are you? Great. How are you? Uh, terrific, and uh, well, congrats because you're getting uh, you know accolades everywhere you go, and you and you've had that uh, for a while. But if you can, for for folks who don't know this story, can you give an overview of DB uh, Cooper? Because I, to me, DB Cooper is kind of in a category all by himself historically. I can't really think of another historic comp um, to that fits with DB Cooper. But can you give an overview? Sure. In 1971, a a man who identified himself as Dan Cooper, um, B.B. was like, was some misreporting that stuck. His real name, or how he identified himself was Dan Cooper. He um, hijacked a plane from, like a puddle jump plane from Portland to Seattle. He said he had a bomb and demanded $200,000 and four parachutes. Um, the plane landed, the passengers deplaned, and then the plane took off for the second flight, and he said he wanted to go to Mexico City. At a certain point during that flight, he lowered the stairs on the plane, the 727, and jumped out. <laughs> Amazing. And here we are 50 years later, and this has been a story that, no one knows what happened to him. Everyone thinks they know what happened to him. Every Everyone has a, an idea of who he is. There have been books written. There have been movies made, other documentaries. And we kind of focus on the passionate obsessives who are obsessed with this story. They call themselves citizen sleuths. The internet has brought them all together to either work together or fight each other about who is the real D.B. Cooper. And so that's what our series is about. Uh, just amazing and, and a great job on it. And uh, certainly uh, timing wise, uh, we, we've heard so little about D.B. Cooper recently. I mean, uh, you know, over the years. So you're you're bringing it back uh, where you can kind of give it a fresh perspective. Do you know more about D.B. Cooper uh, now than than you did let's say when the when the film was ju- when the uh, series was just talked about uh, how much more do you know now than you did then 
whole team knows a lot more. It's really about kind of putting it into some sort of cohesive story um, with archival footage and documents and theories and, you know, it's a, it's a vast undertaking. But we spend a lot of time with different people who are chasing the story. Tom Colbert is someone who has put together a whole cold case team of these retired um, detectives, prosecutors, policemen, who I love this part of the story because it's all these people who retire, but they have so much knowledge and wisdom and they have a lot to give. And so he's put this team together who are trying to solve cases. And this is their first case that they've tried to solve. Um, but yeah, there's so much to know and try to figure out that, you know, we became immersed in. D.B. Cooper, where are you? It's a, a, a must-watch, everyone. It is a uh, new docudrama, and, uh, it, you know, the 50-year question, D.B. <laughs> Cooper, where are you? Uh, just wonderful, uh, wonderful job here. Uh, is there is there anything that uh, that you're completely blown away by? And, again, if, if, you know, we don't want you to spoil, right? But is there anything that you're blown away by that, uh, that came to you from left field, um, you know, because I imagine there's there's a lot of predictable um, uh, reporting coming back to you, or, or some dialogue, and and you you know at this point you've had you have to have heard it all. Uh, anything blow you away? Well, there's a Canadian theory that was brought to our attention by the writer Jeff Gray. Um, who wrote a book about D.B. Cooper and is a longtime investigative journalist. And he told us, you know, go to Canada. Go and see if there's a connection there. They, there was a French-language comic book, and the lead character was a Canadian Air Force test pilot named Dan Cooper. So we went there and interviewed people there to try to figure out if this was D.B. Cooper. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of like we're following our characters who are obsessed with this story as we're trying to piece it all together and figure out who is D.B. Cooper. And um, I love the Canadian theory just because I think it's a really good one. But I don't know. I mean, in my head, I think the story that I like to imagine, I don't know if it happened or not, is that he jumped from the plane and he had some accomplices waiting for him and he survived and he drove off and, and lived out the rest of his life. Is he still alive? Who knows? You know, did he, he lost part of the money on the way? It ended up uh, in an area called Tina Bar in, um, in southwestern Washington state. Um, it, it, who knows? Who knows? That's what's so fun about this, and I think that's why it won't go away. Yeah, just uh, amazing story, and... Uh, it's I, I I still you know as we're talking I'm thinking and thinking I can't think of any historical comparison to DB uh, Cooper uh, I, it, it's just an unbelievable story and you look at this and and you think really two hundred thousand and I know that was a lot more money back when it happened than uh, than now right but uh, I mean that's uh, is that a question you come come across a lot like really you did all of this for two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but that was 50 years ago. I mean, that was a lot of money. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, he wouldn't. Uh, so I, I. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else he would ask for. A million would have been too much. 50,000 <laughs> wasn't enough. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember what the comparison is, but it was a lot. And, yeah. you know. He didn't hurt anyone, and I think I think mysteries make good stories. And he's become a folk legend, and um, you know, the FBI shut the case in what 2016, and so you have all these citizen sleuths online trying to figure it out. I don't know. Is the story over? Is it continuing? Will we ever know? Do we know? I mean, it sure would be nice to find out, but I don't. I don't think we will. Marina, I wish I had more time. But let it live on in our in our minds. Yeah, and 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 because of folks like you, listen. Congrats on all the awards and the uh, and the accolades. You deserve it, and uh, just just absolutely tremendous. Can you give us a website or a social media site where people can follow along with what you're doing? Oh, it's just my name. Just Google my name, Marina Zenovich, and I have. Twitter and Instagram and a, a website, marinazenovichfilm.com, where you can reach out to me with your story ideas. Um, it's always fun to hear from people, unless they're calling to, you know, or unless they're emailing to tell me I did something wrong, which many people have done. You know, people have a great, people have a great need to express themselves. That's so. <laughs> that's competitiveness or jealousy, whatever you want to call it. But trust me, you, you, you're you, you've done great work here. Uh, you should be very proud of yourself. Your whole crew should be very oh, proud of yourself. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. Of course. Marina Zenovich has been our very special guest, <laughs> Emmy Award winner, and behind the Netflix docu series on DB Cooper, who hijacked. Uh, a Northwest Airlines passenger jet and escaped with 200 grand back in 1971. I think. Uh, never to be seen again. Uh, one of the things I, I was going to ask, it was just, it's so quick. Uh, you need more time for, for something like this. But one of the things that I, uh, that I wanted to ask her is uh, what was found of his? I guess we could Google that and find that out. But was there anything? You know, she said they. She he lost some of the money. Where would he have lost the money? Did somebody find some money there? Do we? You know, how credible are the sources that uh, that that say any of these things or have any claims? It's a it's an amazing story, and I don't I don't know if anything anything else compares to this. I don't mean there aren't things that mysteries that aren't just as incredible. Amelia Earhart is different, right? I mean, she she was flying over and, and we could assume what happened, uh, that she, you know, she crashed or, you know, something uh, along those lines. And she was doing something heroic. This guy was doing something criminal, right? But uh, again, nobody got hurt, nobody got killed. And, uh, and that's why I think there's a, a belovedness that goes towards D.B. Cooper because he got this, he got away with it, he, never to be heard from again. But nobody got hurt, you know. No, you know, animals were hurt in the filming, of the, you know, uh, that type of thing. Uh, nobody, nobody, um, got killed. He didn't, you know, he didn't blow anybody up. He didn't, you know, he hijacked a, a plane. It's uh, listen, terrible. I'm not suggesting anybody go out and do it if they can get it. But that's one of the things. That he did. I, oh, anyway, I was going to get into Willie Sutton. We'll talk about Willie Sutton some other time. Uh, we're just about out of time. Frank McKay uh, here, Marina Zenovich.
uh, Emmy Award winner behind uh, the the Netflix docuseries on D.B. Cooper. And again, D.B. Cooper, Where Are You is the name. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with the former mayor of Massapequa Park. Uh, it, it just absolutely a wonderful job over there and wonderful reputation over there. But he's currently the receiver of taxes in the town of Oyster Bay, the great town of Oyster Bay. And he works very closely with the supervisor over there and the whole team and supervisor Saladino and uh, always keeps everyone busy. And uh, And Jeff Provado uh, is uh, is another one. Uh, he's just all about community and all in there always. Uh, Jeff Provado, how are you? Good morning. Good. Uh, how you doing, Frank? What doing a great good. day. Yeah, we don't know. Good. We're, we're taping in the morning, but people are going to hear us at night. So that's the uh, <laughs> that's the thing. So if you're okay. hearing us now. You, you, we, we got a nice sunny morning here. Actually, a, a, a very a very warm uh, morning we have. And uh, when you uh, when you think about it, I guess part of uh, it, part of the deal running a town is to uh, is to make sure that the uh, the people are, are out there safe and they're entertained at the same time. Um, uh, the heat does uh, does create all kinds of issues for uh, for the residents, uh, and I'm sure you guys got to deal with that all the time. Yeah, yeah. So we've extended our pool hours uh, here from uh, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. at our swimming and Tobey Beach pools and our beaches. Uh, so we've done that. Opening up our cooling centers um, at Marjorie Post Park, the Skate House, Sayasid, Woodbury Skate House, and the Best Page um, skating rinks. And those are open from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. to help our residents uh, stay cool. If they have power outages, they can always go there, charge up their phones, and obviously stay cool um, if their ACs aren't working. I just, you know, Frank, as we talk here, just some, you know, prayers going out to the Rochester police officer who was brutally murdered overnight. Oh. Um, and to our Congressman Lee Zeldin, who hopefully will be our next governor, uh, that was almost stabbed last night. And the crazy thing about our uh, pro-criminal policies here in New York State is that uh, that guy who tried to stab our congressman was uh, probably, I think he was out on the streets before the rally that Zeldin stood up and went back up there and finished, uh, was probably back on the street before they were even done with that yet. But we saw our hopeful lieutenant governor her uh, police tactics, because she is a um, you know former uh, police captain, I believe, uh, came into her uh, old police skills and helped take down the uh, the attacker. But um, you know we need change here in New York. But in Oyster Bay here, uh, it's always a great day in Oyster Bay, Frank. Um, we have uh, great things going on here this summer. Uh, we've had a free concert that had started, a music under the stars program. We had some really great shows. Tuesday, come down to Burns Park. You got Big Shot playing. That's going to be a big crowd there. Uh, it's really been, really, really been great. We saved Tobey Beach this year. Originally, we were supposed to get uh, Dredge from Fire Island Inlet, but the contractor couldn't live up to his obligations. So, Supervisor Saladino uh, and the entire team that he has got together. We were able to truck in 33,000 tons of clean fill sand from a uh, sand pit out in Shirley. And we saved Tobey Beach for the summer. Had it ready for Memorial Day weekend. It was beautiful. Uh, let me tell you, it's an outstanding beach. I go there a lot. 
people are happy, the residents are happy, they're happy to get out, no restrictions, no masks, no nothing. Uh, they want to be out. The concerts, you would think, you know, some of these concerts that we've had, it's not a, a big draw, and then all of a sudden you see thousands of people there because people, Frank, just want to get out and enjoy their lives again. You know, they want no more mandates. They want to be out there. I think we got uh, cabin fever uh, over the oh. last couple of years, and and we just uh, people are bursting. People are ready to go. Um, I, I'm thrilled that you mentioned Tobey Beach, a big part of my childhood. I I grew up in in Babylon, in North Babylon, but I had an aunt. I still have an aunt in Massapequa Park. Big fan of yours, by the way. She she loves what you did as mayor. She loves what you're doing there as as part of the town team and everything else. But we used to go to Tobey Beach all the time. I mean, constantly we would we would go there, and it's the first beach that that you hit in Nassau County, right? So the thing is, you're you're riding along and you're going west or whatever, you know, whatever direction. Yeah, I guess west. And uh, and as you pass the Gilgos and the uh, and and the other uh, beaches on, um, on in Babylon, you cross over and all of a sudden it's Tobey Beach. It's beautiful, but it is the first thing, the first piece of property that you you recognize in Nassau County coming from that beach area, and it's really important that you saved it. Yeah, it literally is. The parking lot literally is on the Suffolk-Nassau border. Uh, we were actually down there. Uh, we had, there was a con- there was the concert that the, not the concert, the bands that play at the restaurants. I'll tell you, our restaurants are great down there that we have great operators running them, and they have great bands that play. The food's great. The atmosphere is great. People are having an amazing time. You pull into the parking lot, I'm like, wow, you know, look at all the cars. You couldn't even find a parking spot. You know, you have to drive around a little bit to find a parking spot if you want to, you know, not have to walk a lot. Um, it's a detriment to the team that Supervisor Saladino has put together, um, and he's made this town work like a five-star hotel. You know, we came from having a $44 million deficit to now having a $62 million surplus, taking that money, putting it to all the right places, putting it into our parks, uh, our streets, uh, just upgrading our infrastructure, everything, our cars, our trucks, everything is getting um, redone here with a new fleet of garbage trucks and everything. Uh, the supervisor's really done an outstanding job here. You know, you talk to people uh, about their tax bills, uh, the general tax bill is a very uh, small part, the town tax bill is a very small part of your of your total tax bill. You know, your school taxes make up over 60% uh, of your bill. And what we say to people is like, you know, the, the town portion of your general tax bill is less than what you're paying for your cable bill a month. And look at all the services you're getting, your beaches, your fields, your kids. Listen, when I was a kid, we played on, you know, Dirt, dirt fields and, and grass fields. You had to worry about the rocks and the glass. And now these kids play on beautiful turf fields. Uh, a lot of them are redoing uh, this year, upgrading a TR Park, Field of Dreams, uh, up in you know TR Park up in Oyster Bay, uh, and Field of Dreams down in Master Peak. We're getting new fields and some of the other parks because um, we can do it. And our kids and our residents deserve it. They deserve the best. They get the best. You know, we pay to live here in Oyster Bay, um, and uh, it's a it's an environment and a town that. People, we've grown up here, and we've stayed here. We haven't moved. You know, Massapequa Park, I'm on my second house in Massapequa Park, and a lot of people have done that, too. You know, you love the communities you live in. Uh, sometimes your family grows, and you need to upgrade your house, and, and that's what we've done. We've got a beautiful town here from uh, Oyster Bay all the way down to Massapequa to Hicksville, the best pages of Jericho's. All outstanding communities. Uh, money's going into every community, uh, getting redone. The uh, Hicksville uh, project's there by the train station. You have... Um, just everything going on here. It's a lot of excitement here in the town, and I'm happy to be a part of it.
If you're just joining us or you're just turning on your radio, Jeff Provado is the voice you're hearing. He's the receiver of taxes for the great town of Oyster Bay. Uh, Frank McKay here, much more importantly. Jeff is our very special guest for another couple of minutes here talking about the summer of Oyster Bay. You mentioned Big Shot, and that's yeah. Michael Judas and the tribute, of course, to, to Billy Joel. Uh, how appropriate that the town of Oyster Bay is uh, is uh, promoting Billy Joel music, right? Because Billy Joel, uh, uh, you know, uh, does quite a bit to promote the town of Oyster Bay and, and very proud, yeah. very proud resident from there. So you're, uh, it, you know, it is uh, it, it is part of your heritage, right? Billy Joel music yeah. and, and, uh, yeah. and Oyster Bay, the town of Oyster Bay and the summers uh it's yeah. kind of appropriate yeah you see you know billy joel you see him up at his motorcycle shop here right across from my office a lot of times and he's very approachable he's a great guy you know he says the second the second most uh, popular person of voice debate next to our former president theodore roosevelt that had the summer uh, summer white house here up in oyster bay yeah, what a you know honestly, what what a history there. Uh, last time I spoke to you, we we touched on uh, all the famous people from your your hamlet, your uh, your area, your village, uh, Massapequa. Massapequa. Yeah. Forget it. The Baldwins, the uh, uh, the Stray Cats, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Ron yeah. Kovac, Stuttering John. I mean, it is a list yeah. a mile long, hey. and it's something in the water over there. They talk about it, Frank, and it's funny, my son uh, works in, in, where he works in Massapequa with my young son, and he goes, this guy came in with twisted something, um, um, I don't know, something about, I said, D. Schneider? He goes, yeah, yeah, the guy, the guy came in today, I was, oh my God, you met D. Schneider from Twisted Sister. Yeah. He had no idea. But, you know, that's another famous Massapequa person, everybody, you know, it's, 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 a, it's the place, it's 50 minutes from New York on the express train, and it's a wonderful community of first responders, uh, police, firemen uh, that make up our communities down there in the Massapequas. But, you know, all of Oyster Bay is, is uh, such a tremendous town, and we all love it here. We want to keep Oyster Bay the way it's been, uh, preserve it uh, for our future, for our children's future, um, and that's what we do in Oyster Bay. The supervisor came in, cut taxes, and has not raised taxes uh, since he's come into office, and it's millions of dollars back in the pockets of our residents. Um, instead of in the uh, coffers of government here, and that's what we do here in Oyster Bay. Jeff, do you have a website, a social media site where people could follow the events and everything going yep. on there? Yep, OysterBayTown.com. You will find all our our concerts, our movies, and everything that's going on. You can go on there, and uh, you can see you know before you go down to Tobey Beach. Sometimes the weather is a little different from where it is up in Oyster Bay, and you can look at the camera and see what the weather is down there. See how the crowds are. Uh, before you go down there, we have a cam that uh, is on 24-7, uh, so you can see everything that's going on there. But OysterBayTown.com has all our events and everything for that you need uh, for the town of Oyster Bay, all your information that you need about the tax office and anything else here in Oyster Bay. Uh, to, to you, Jeff, uh, have a great rest of the summer. Try to stay cool and just keep up the great work. And to you and Supervisor Saladino and, and the rest of the crew over there, just an amazing job. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much. Happy Frank. Looking forward to uh, coming back on again in the future. Jeff Provado, everyone, has been our very special guest, former mayor of Massapequa Park, and I kid you not, I mean, he, I know so many people over there, they just love him, and he's, uh, he's currently the receiver of taxes in the town of Oyster Bay, and uh, the sky's the limit uh, for him. He's just a terrific public official, very popular. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on... 
Breaking It Down. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, one, of the, uh, one of the sharpest minds and, and smartest people you could possibly come across to, uh, to decipher uh, information and decipher what's going on in our world. And uh, he is the number one best-selling author. Uh, all of his books are, are worth getting, uh, certainly uh, the latest, which is Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future. Speaker Newt Gingrich is the author of that, and uh, it's terrific. It's a must-get for everyone. And Speaker Gingrich, how are you? I'm doing great, and I'm delighted to have a chance to talk to you about uh, where we are and about the challenges we face and why I felt that writing uh, Defeating Big Government Socialism was a step towards helping every citizen have kind of the tool book they needed uh, to explain what's going wrong and to explain what we need to do to get things right again. Mr. Speaker, going back 20 years, let's say, or 25 years ago, would you have ever predicted that socialism would have this this kind of comeback? Uh, just uh, judging on the uh, on the failures of, of communism, uh, you know, in in our society, but would you think that uh, that the young people would buy into socialism uh, this easily again, uh, or is this uh, is this something uh, that was completely not expected? Well, it was a surprise to me, not just because of the, uh, the return to thinking about socialism, but to, to see the emergence of a coalition uh, of, of uh, you know, every, whether, whether you have uh, sexual grievances, environmental policy grievances, uh, you have a desire for open borders, uh, you're pro-criminal. I mean, all of these different groups have come out, somehow come together. Uh, and form this collective movement uh, where they each support the other. Uh, and the result has been uh, taking over government and the news media and our biggest corporations by a group of, of people who, frankly, uh, believe in a set of values that very few Americans believe in. Uh, and, and you saw it, for example, when, when Disney came out and explained uh, the, the new president of Disney, who was a very left-wing woke person, explained that Disney was now going to only make movies that, that uh, drove the, uh, the agenda of the hard left, their stock collapsed. And yet it didn't matter because uh, they're, they're like a religious cult. They believe in it. They're, they're passionate about it. Uh, normal economic rationale makes no sense. So gasoline uh, doubles in price. Uh, does the president go to Texas or Oklahoma or Kansas or, or North Dakota or uh, Western Pennsylvania, no. Uh, he goes to Saudi Arabia because he's, he, he is deeply determined not to strengthen the American energy industry. Um, George Soros helps elect a whole wave of, of district attorneys who basically campaign on the idea that they're pro-criminal. Uh, you know, when, when you have a system where uh, the victim gets arrested and the criminal goes free, which is what happened at a bodega in New York a couple weeks ago, uh, you know that the whole thing is crazy. This, this isn't an ideology in a political sense. These people believe in a world that is nuts. Everything evolves uh, as, as we know it. Uh, it 
what is the latest evolution of of socialism, um, and and is it much different than what it was, say, when you were growing up? Oh yeah. Well, look. I think first of all, um, for a very long time, the existence of the Soviet Union um, blocked the rise of real American socialism because people saw how horrible it was. They saw that it had a secret police, that it imposed on people, uh, that, that it had a corrupt government, that it had a bad standard of living, uh, that you had very limited lives. Uh, and so uh, there was a long stretch there, which ended in 1991, with the collapse of the Soviet Union. And the, the people on the left who wanted power, and, and these folks are basically Bolsheviks in the sense that Lenin and the Bolsheviks in 1917 wanted to destroy Russian society and replace it with what they called the new Soviet man. Well, this is a collection of people who want to replace traditional America with their new version. So they want to teach seven-year-old white girls that they should feel guilty because of their skin color, which is, of course, pure racism. Uh, they want to teach third graders to discuss their transgender attitudes. Uh, they want to make sure that the price of gasoline is so high you can't afford it. Let me remind folks, please buy Big Government <laughs> Socialism, Saving America's Future. I'm sorry. Speaker Newt Gingrich is our very special guest, and he's the author of this book and so many others. He's a number one uh, New York Times best-selling author, and uh, this is a must. Big government socialism, everyone. Uh, please get this book. Uh, Mr. Speaker, the the idea that uh, that this movement, you, you mentioned it uh, to be like a religious cult, and it doesn't matter if they take steps back, uh, it, you know, even financially, uh, as you said, with um, with Disney. Uh, is there is there a direction that it's going in that uh, that we should be looking out for? Or are we basically seeing um, what they have? Are they showing us all of their cards? Well, I think well. I think that the the hidden card is their desire to use government to force us to change. Uh, that they want to they want to take take control of the law, and they want to take control of big corporations. They already have control of most of the news media, uh, and they they want to be able to dictate to us a whole range of things. So, you know, last summer when they forced uh, Major League Baseball uh, to move the All Star Game from Atlanta. It was an act of pure power. It turned, I mean, it turned out to be totally false. Uh, the argument about the, the Georgia law was a lie, uh, and and it actually hurt local small black businesses a lot. But but the fix was in to such a degree that even companies like uh, Delta and Coca-Cola, which are great Georgia companies, were in favor of punishing Georgia, which which made no sense economically and made no sense a matter of fact. But it was it was a, it was a it was a lynch mob attitude, and I think you see this right now that the degree to which the the Justice Department has been corrupted, the very fact that you have a group that has said they will pay a bounty for people who figure out where the six conservative Supreme Court justices are, uh, basically I think so they can go harass them at restaurants or grocery stores or whatever. Uh, that is, that's a felony. You get a year in jail. We have a clear law that says you cannot harass federal judges. The Justice Department, the FBI, refuse to protect the Supreme Court justices. 
Now, what you're seeing is the deliberate use of government as a corrupt vehicle to further their ends, uh, to punish their opponents, uh, and to protect the people that they favor, even if they're guilty. Mr. Speaker, congratulations on your latest. Can you give us a website or a social media site where we can follow sure, along man, with what you're doing? People can go to Gingrich360.com or they can go to Amazon or any bookseller. It's available across the whole country. Speaker Gingrich, uh, congratulations once again, and thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Great to be with you. Big Government Socialism. Saving America's Future by Newt Gingrich. That's the latest. And uh, look, anything that Newt Gingrich writes uh, should be taken seriously. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you want to be open-minded, if, if you're coming from the left and you want to hear what the what the brighter people on the on the right are saying, uh, uh, you know, look for what Newt Gingrich is saying, whether you agree or, or disagree, whether you're in the middle, whether you're you're moderate. Uh, you know, right wing, left wing. Uh, it's important to know what's going on uh, on the other side. I, I'll say the same thing about George Will. And if you're, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, uh, you want to be, you, you want to see what's going on from there. I'll say the same about Chris Matthews from the left. We've had Chris Matthews on uh, many times, and um, again, he's a very bright man. And uh, and whether you agree or, or disagree with what he's saying it's important to know what's uh, what's being said on all sides and if you want to be truly informed uh, you know uh, try to uh, try to take in all angles all sides so many of us are are caught up on um confirmation bias right and in other words if we feel a certain way about an issue we we just pay attention to what's being said that's supporting our cause already and if you think of how um how futile that is to uh, to make any progress uh with that type of thinking and uh, you know we all like to hear what uh what we feel but I, I, there's not a lot of growth uh when it comes to that new gingrich listen agree or disagree with him uh he's a brilliant guy i mean he changed politics forever with his contract with America in 94. He, he changed the way we do politics. Maybe, you know, the first modern political movement was that and in response to uh, the, the Clinton election in 92. And, and he played it beautifully from the Republican standpoint and, and wiped out, uh, you know, the, the Democrats in the, in the House and, you know, of course, um, as Speaker was very powerful, one of the most powerful uh, speakers of the House of Representatives that we've ever known. And he, you know, he changed the face of politics. Like him or, or hate him, uh, give credit where credit is due. Newt Gingrich is, uh, you know, a political Hall of Famer. Uh, his books you know, reflect the right. There's no question you hear uh, how he sounds and he's going to um, always uh, come from that angle. But uh, it's it's always from a place of uh, intellect. Very bright guy. Former Speaker Newt Gingrich has been our very special guest. Big government socialism saving America's future. 
is his latest best-selling, uh, number one best-selling author. Newt Gingrich has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Thank you. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, our very special guest is Suzanne Kachko, and she is the cantor and the spiritual leader for the Jewish Center of the Mariches. And it, the subject today is an event they have coming up uh, tomorrow, uh, which is Thursday. And at 7 p.m., they'll have a speaker, uh, Dr. David M. Milch. And he is... Uh, he, he is a, a doctor, uh, but he's also the son of two Holocaust survivors, and he'll be talking about all types of um, uh, well, all, all types of issues. And uh, you can imagine, if you know anything about uh, Dr. Milch, uh, you will uh, know how fascinating his speech will be. But le- without further ado, let me bring in Suzanne Kachko. Suzanne, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Frank. Thanks for having me. I, I, I imagine you're very excited about Dr. Milch. Can you, can you give us a, a little background information on him before we get into you and the, and the center? But uh, this sounds like a, a fascinating um, uh, event that you're having, and, and the speeches, uh, I'm, I'm sure, will be wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Dr. Milch is just the most creative entrepreneur and philanthropist that I could imagine. He did study as a physician, but then he's devoted his life to founding biotech startups. And he won a Tony on Broadway for Finian's Rainbow as a producer. He believes in in supporting the arts for social change. He has a mentoring program for underserved youth. He, he just does so much. Yeah, I know. It, it sounds, he sounds like one of those unique uh, individuals. Uh, tell us a little something about the, the center and uh, the, the, the synagogue and, uh, and what you've been doing there. And is this a, uh, is this a series of, of speakers that you have? Is it a one-off? Uh, give us a little background on what you're doing with the speaking series. Sure. Dr. Milch's event is the kickoff to a speaker series that is in process of being formulated and what a kickoff it is. Um, We are a small conservative synagogue here right at the opening of the Hamptons. And it's just a great place, very warm, spiritual, fun. We, We love music. We love learning together. It's a great place. I'm so blessed to be here. Uh, let's get a little background on you, and if you don't mind, give us, give us a little history lesson, uh, Suzanne. Uh, where were you born? Where were you raised? Sure. 
I was born in Stamford, Connecticut, and I'm glad you mentioned the word history because I'm the daughter and granddaughter of wonderful cantors. That's kind of the family business. And my grandfather, Adolf Kachko, was a world-renowned cantor and composer, one of the greatest composers of the 20th century of synagogue music. So uh, I had it in the air, in my bones, my whole life. And of course, I grew up in a generation when women were not cantors. So it, it wasn't an early ambition for me and then how wonderful that doors opened eventually for women in the Jewish clergy in the movements of conservative and reform well, let me let me ask you you know something about that and uh, and I'm sure the audience uh, would like to know when was when did that start changing in the Jewish faith of, of course in in the Catholic faith which I was uh, raised in we still don't have um, a female priest, and uh, you know, again, that's uh, that's something that I, I hope uh, uh, you know the Pope uh, will will correct uh, shortly because I mean, I it's you know to me it's just <laughs> it, it's outrageous. Um, I'm not asking you to comment on that, but when uh, when did you start seeing uh, female cantors and spiritual leaders in the church? Uh, in the uh, synagogue, I'm sorry. Sure, sure. Well, first, if we consider this not a comment, I just want to say, yay, we need more people like you, Frank. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're in the same um, crowd. But about in the 1970s, the first women cantors and rabbis started appearing in Judaism. However, in the 1930s, a woman named Regina Jonas became a rabbi in Germany, the first Jewish, the first woman rabbi. And of, uh, unfortunately, she was one of the six million victims of the Holocaust. Uh, yet another seed of generations and generations of brilliant people snuffed out. But um, that was an unusual situation. But women started becoming cantors in about the 70s and 80s. In fact, my sister, cantor Deborah Kachko Gray, who is the founder of the Women Cantors Network, was the second full-time female conservative cantor in the United States. Wow. And I, I mean, and I have details about it. It was so, it was so interesting. Yeah, you know, well, she had people Sorry. Yeah, no. It, well, I mean, it sounds like your uh, it, your, your family is uh, it, it, you know a breakthrough uh, type family, uh, and and I'll tell you, it's a combination of you and Doctor Doctor uh, uh, Milch, right? Yes, you know, yes. Uh, David M. Milch. Uh, let me just remind folks that are just tuning in or turning on their radios a little later uh, than uh, than the start. Uh, Doctor David M. Milch will be speaking at the Jewish Center of the Mariches uh, tomorrow, Thursday night, uh, 7 p.m. And it's a free event, we should mention, and we have the cantor of that wonderful uh, that wonderful synagogue, um, the, the little synagogue that could, uh, they, they call it, right? Uh, Suzanne uh, Kachko. And uh, they're they're doing wonderful things over there on a uh, on a uh, speaking series, and and so many other things. But uh, we're talking here about the the speakers uh, series, and and of course, Dr. Milch is the uh, the son 
of two Holocaust survivors. And I, it's look, it's, it's so important, uh, Suzanne, that we uh, that we keep uh, the uh, the idea and and the survivors. Um, uh, their memories alive, uh, you know, to make sure that we never have uh, a situation like, uh, like uh, we experienced, uh, you know, uh, you know, less than a hundred years ago, uh, that was unthinkable. Uh, uh, Dr. Milch, uh, do you uh, do you have any idea of what Dr. Milch will be uh, talking about and and what the uh, the layout of his speech will be? Because quite frankly, there's a lot of things that he could choose from. He's done quite a few things. Absolutely. So I actually what I know is he's going to talk about his process of becoming the philanthropist that he became and the kinds of motivations that he's had and the kinds of results that he's achieved. Um, The name of the event is Tikkun Olam in Changing Times. And Tikkun Olam is the Hebrew term for repairing the world. And in, in our Jewish tradition, we believe that it's every single person's obligation to repair even a tiny, tiny piece of the world to uncover even one hidden spark of divinity in the world. And certainly Dr. Minch, Milch devotes his life to uncovering those sparks of divinity. But that all of us can. So that's part of the gift of this event and its title is that we're also spreading the message that, hey, be a world repairer. We all have that power. That's a wonderful concept. Uh, Can you tell us about any of the other speakers coming up? And, uh, you know, certainly we appreciate your time. And and, uh, I'm going to try to get down there on Thursday. And we urge everyone else to. It is a free event to see Dr. David M. Milch uh, at uh, the center. Uh, Can you tell us about any of the other uh, upcoming speakers that may be booked? I can just say everything is in process. We're talking to a composer. We're talking to a judge. Um, There are just so many possibilities, but it's not completely put together yet. But Frank, I would love to come back and tell you when it's all put together. Yeah, well, we, we look forward to that, and you uh, you have an open invite, and I just want to tell you to just keep up the uh, uh, the great work there. Uh, before you go, can you give us uh, the address? Give us uh, again the time and um, and uh, and and exact place and uh, attire. I guess right. It's summer, right? So uh, you know. It's summer. And uh, so uh, you know, give us uh, give us the rundown. Sure. Thanks a lot. By the way, let me just mention that we're opening the program with a performance by our youth choir, and that alone is worth the trip. They are just fabulous. They're they're beautiful. Um, it's at two twenty seven Main Street, which is I think another name for Montauk Highway. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah, and we're right next to the library. So if you're going east. It's immediately after the library, the Center Merch's library. And uh, the attire is just be you. We want to see you. We're delighted to have you. The doors will open at a quarter of seven. And the event, we're hoping, will begin at seven or very shortly afterwards. Uh, real quick, uh, we're, we're up against time. Uh, do you have a website or a social media site you could point us to? Yes, we do. Jewish 
centerofthemariches.com. Suzanne Kachko, thank you very much, and uh, we look forward to the rest of your series. Thank you so much, Frank. Thanks for having me. Frank McKay signing off, urging everyone to try to make it. Uh, It's a free event. And again, Dr. David M. Milch, fascinating individual philanthropist and uh, the the son of Holocaust survivors. And uh, Dr. Milch will be speaking 7 p.m. at uh, at this event that we've been talking about. Susan Kachko has been our very special guest. She is the cantor and the spiritual leader of the Jewish Center of the Mariches. Uh, Please get down there. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.